I'm wearing a tie today. This is in honor of my mother, um, or in memory of my mother. Um, the, the Christmas was just so special for her. It was a time to dress up. And so if I didn't wear a tie today, she would be mortified. Absolutely. So I wear this. I hope you don't mind. I wear this in, in memory of her. and think about, I thought about her as I was putting this on this morning and getting ready for this worship service. This morning, we look at the story of Joseph and the situation that Joseph found himself in and what he heard from God. You know, back in March, when all of the COVID-19 started, I, I remember at one point thinking, you know, I really thought I had this whole pastoring a church figured out. You know, in 2020 has thrown everything I know out the window. The shutdown in March was nothing that I'd ever experienced before. And my, my brain began to explode with questions. How do I do church now? How will we keep our connected community together? How will we do small groups are our Sunday morning study groups? What about children and youth? The teens? <laughs> and how are we going to do our offerings? Personally, I've found myself asking the same kinds of questions. How will I do family? What about my kids? And how will I go to the grocery store safely? And now I have to fix meals at home every night. You know, what, what is the deal here? You know, listening to John Beckman a few minutes ago, I, I remember back in March as, as I was really struggling with next steps. And I had a similar experience that John did. I, I have a prayer and meditation time in the morning, but it's, it's more about me talking to God. But on this morning, I pulled out, I was in the EHS class that had been suspended, I pulled out the material and the devotionals, and that particular section that I was reading talked about being in silence and, and listening. And so I was alone in the church, I read through the devotional, and then I forced myself to sit and listen. The word I got was similar but different than John's. Uh, you are my son. You are cared for. But it also addressed the questions that were exploding in my head. I found myself in those moments finding a new kind of peace. It was like it was washing over me and like the stress was just flowing out of me. Different scriptures came to mind and each one of them had the same message. John, listen to me. I got this. I love you. Those were the words I needed. You know, how can I do this? How can I do this? I can't. But to hear God say, I got this, was an affirmation that I was not alone, that God was with me, God was with us, and God would lead us. Since then, those morning times 
are really special to me. And I've been given the opportunity to dig deeper and deeper into that message. I got this. Trust me. As we look at Joseph's story this morning, I want to focus on Emmanuel, the, the affirmation and the promise of Emmanuel that's given to Joseph. God is with us. And to focus on our need to listen to what God has for us. And I hope as, as we move through Christmas, and this Christmas is going to be so different we'll take that time to listen and, and maybe you'll consider you know taking the next step in January and being a part of that eight-week study with emotionally healthy spirituality for God wants a relation with us and during those eight weeks each person has provided the tools through scripture prayer and spiritual practice to hear God to hear what God has for us for I believe that God is waiting for us to listen, to hear God's voice. And EHS is a hands-on practice. Joseph's world was upside down, and so is ours. The answers were right there for him. Listen to me, Joseph. I got this. I love you. Joseph was listening. Are we? Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength, our redeemer. Lord, may these words be your words. And for every word I don't speak that you would have me speak this morning, I pray, oh God, that you would fill in the gaps in our hearts. For I pray this prayer in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Joseph had a plan. Joseph had a plan to, to kind of dissolve his betrothal to Mary. And then comes a dream. And we hear there in Matthew 1.20, but just as he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. You know, Joseph was in a tough spot. Betrothal was a long process of engagement and commitment in that particular day. It wasn't just, will you marry me? And three weeks later, they got married. There were certain steps you had to take and, and commitments you had to make. And it was, it was, it was um, not the simplest of processes. And Joseph was really at the very end of this when he finds out that Mary is pregnant. Joseph must have loved Mary. In that culture, uh, to have that kind of betrayal of a woman, she could be stoned and, and certainly at least excommunicated from the community. And yet Joseph was, he loved her so much that he didn't want to expose her. And so he was going to quietly kind of put her aside and, and, and resolve the situation and, and you know, salvage his own, his own reputation I can only imagine the gut-wrenching, sleepless nights that Joseph experienced. Feeling betrayed, feeling lost, not knowing what the next step was going to be. (sighs) 
to find out that Mary was pregnant was against everything that Joseph believed. And to keep her was to risk public humiliation. For if he was to keep her, her humiliation and shame would be his. Her disgrace would be his disgrace. And there would be little chance of honor or community acceptance from that moment on. And so Joseph put together a plan, much like we put together plans. Do you have plans? But God intervened with a new plan. And basically, the word from God, in, 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 as I hear it, was, listen to me, Joseph. I got this. I love you. I have plans for you and Mary that are greater than anything you might face. And the angel shares with Joseph the plan. Continuing on in Matthew 1.20, the angel says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. Now, we can assume at this point that Joseph is a good Jew. We can assume, based on his response, that he knew the scriptures and the prophecy of Isaiah. Because his response and his willingness to follow the instructions of God came out of that expectation that that the Messiah would come. I can only imagine Joseph when he woke saying, If this is true, how can I say no? This is what my people have been looking forward to for generations. How can I say no? I have to say yes. For all these years we have waited. And if this is true, God will take care of me. Joseph must have known the prophecy from Isaiah 7 that's, that's quoted there in Matthew. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel which means God's with us. How could Joseph say no? Emmanuel, we we simply put it, God is with us. But when you take a look at at, at how that word is formed in the Greek and, and how it is from the Hebrew to the Greek, here's how it is fully translated. With confidence and trust, with us is God. With confidence and trust, with us is God. In other words, God was saying to Joseph through the angel, Joseph, listen to me. I got this. Trust me. Emmanuel. Now, I'm sure that Joseph was thinking as he left Bethlehem to go to the Roman census and he took Mary with him, you know, what will people say when we get home? Sooner or later, they're going to figure this thing out. And so what will they say? And I'm sure that all the way to Bethlehem, Joseph was trying to put together in his head the plan that he had on returning to Nazareth. Little did he know there was God had a very different plan. And that the journey to 
Bethlehem was just the beginning of a much larger journey as he and Mary fled from the, from the Roman authorities and the threat on their lives. But the dreams kept coming. The message of God. God did not leave Joseph, but continued to speak into Joseph's life. Life. Listen to me, Joseph. Trust me. I've got this. And at every step, God provided a way. This year, Christmas is going to be different. I mean, really, right? I mean, no parties. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to figure that out, you know. No, no Christmas events. Um, it's, it's like the normal Christmas that we would typically experience has come to a screeching halt. And maybe in some ways, void of the rush, maybe that's good. Maybe this year we can listen. Now, <laughs> yet the worries of tomorrow still loom before us. The unknown still weighs heavy upon us. Where is this going? Where will me and my family be when I can finally see the future again? Job, family, security. It seems to all be in question. Christmas is just kind of a way station for a while. Yet, the promise of Emmanuel is still whispering in our ears the confident message of hope and security that we need, that God is with us. Trust me, I got this. So, <laughs> the headlines may be shouting doom and gloom, but on this Sunday before Christmas, I'm not listening. The culture is yelling obscenities and Today, as I remember family and as I listen to my Lord, I'm not listening to those obscenities. Problems that might lay ahead in the unknown are mocking and talk, taunting me, but I'm not listening. Not today. Not now. I'm not listening to them. I want to hear what God has to say. I want to hear God's plan. For the message is clear as I read through the scripture. God saying over and over again, I love you. Trust me. I got this. God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. Emmanuel. So join me just as we move through this worship service and, and as the days we count down to Christmas. Close your eyes. Quiet your heart. Hear those words pass through your lips and realize what it means. Hear the God of all creation say, listen to me. Listen in the stillness of these moments. Trust me. I love you. I got this. You know, and this is the thing that makes Christianity unique. This is what makes the Christian faith more than a 
philosophy or a legend. It's what makes us the real deal. It, and, and this renders all other religions of, of, of any God meaningless. Our God is with us in the flesh of Jesus. And no other religion can make that claim. None. Absolutely not. And so, this Christmas, can you hear Emmanuel? Here's what I hear. I love you so much. I long for you. You cannot come to me as I am, so I will become as you are. You cannot reach me, so I will reach you. With my son, I close the gap between us. Your darkness has become my light, and there is no part of you that I will refuse. I withhold nothing from you. I got this. You know, our God has done the unthinkable, the unimaginable, the impossible, the radical, and the incredible. Our God has come in Jesus. God is with us. And no matter what the situation, the whisper of God in Joseph's dreams is our message. It is our whisper if we would listen to hear what God has for us. God loves us. You know, as I... As I, as I think about what's, what's going on with, with Joseph and the message of Joseph and how, how, how God cared for Joseph in, in that journey that he took from, from Nazareth to Bethlehem to Egypt, as he continued to hear God direct him, I also hear the words of Jesus as John gives us those words in John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. For God so loved the world. Do you hear what Jesus is saying? Do you hear those words? God loves us so much, he gave, he gave his son as the ultimate gift for Christmas. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that is the gift that we proclaim at Christmas. That is the gift. If we but receive it and hear it, everything is different. So this Christmas, look under the tree and know that there's another gift. A gift waiting to be opened. For the Christ child of Bethlehem comes as a gift from God waiting, waiting to be heard. Jesus comes as the gift of God's love for us in eternal life. The promise of that gift it is not something that just begins after this physical life is over. E eternal life in this sense, is, as Jesus speaks of it, is here and now as well as forever. Do you hear that? To say, yes, I claim Jesus and the eternal life that will be night. No, 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 no. It is, I believe in Jesus Christ and claim the eternal life that is mine now. 
and the care and love and direction of God that comes with it. Listen to me. I got this. I love you. Trust me. As I close, I want to tell you a story. And I've probably heard me tell this story before, and you will hear me tell this story again. It is my favorite Christmas story. It's a story about a child, young, old enough, maybe three or four, to realize what's going on around him, and yet still not able to participate at the level of, of older brothers and sisters. The Christmas in his family was really limited. It was wartime. Dad was away serving. Mom was trying to make the best with the family, and the best that they could do was homemade gifts. And the celebration of Christmas for them was more about sharing love and family and support for each other. But on the Christmas morning, as mom opened the homemade gifts of his brothers and sisters, he realized he didn't have anything to give. He hadn't been included in making the the homemade gifts of his brothers and sisters. They really didn't think that he would notice, but he did. With sadness, he watched his mom ood and odd over the different gifts, as simple as they might have been. And then he had a thought. I do have something to give. I do. And so as the last gift was opened by mom, he pulls a box out of the corner, an empty box, and he sits it in front of his mother, and he steps into the box, and with, and with a smile on his face and excitement in his voice, he opens his arms and says, Mommy, I give you me. I give you me. That's Christmas. That's God's message to us. In the stillness of the morning light as Christmas comes, in the silence I listen to the words for the words of my Lord. John, fear not. Listen to me. I got this. Trust me. I love you. I give you me. Amen.